<laughs> that didn't work the way we wanted it to. <laughs> we had to show no, no. y'all the picture of Dom getting trained up after his career game, man. <laughs> this this will forever be known as the Dominic Barlow game. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to SSPN. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Took a little bit of a holiday hiatus, obviously. Got Christmas stuff going on. Got New Year's Eve. All that good stuff. Was able to catch some Spurs games in between. Before we jump in to today, you know, the last time that we talked, Ethan, we -hmm. did that Christmas debrief and we kind of previewed the schedule. And when we thought there might be a chance to get two wins, that ended up not being the case. But the one thing that we did say was we really felt like in that Portland back-to-back, we could get one of those, which we did end up doing in the game that Victor Wembanyama played. Um, so that was nice because that means we're not on a losing streak right now and continuing to get closer and closer to another 20-game losing streak <laughs> as we had earlier in the season. And the Pistons lost as well. So that means that if we end up... Uh, playing them that was another topic that we talked about i forget mm-hmm. where i was going with that but yeah. the point is we're not gonna you know they won't be on that they won't break that losing streak against us that's what Correct. i was trying to say but ethan more importantly we had a game tonight against the milwaukee bucks that was one of the more fun games of the season um <sighs> unfortunately it ended with a loss with some really tough stuff um because there were three wide open shots for trey jones and two for Jeremy Sohan late in that quarter with an opportunity to tie the game. You know, we had, those are three possessions right there. As much as, you know, those are the two, um, I'm not going to word this the best way, but the two least good shooters that were on the floor, um, you still had those opportunities. Those are the looks that you want in those situations, uh, and we weren't able to convert. So I think that that's why this one is is a little bit of a tough pill to swallow. Um, but even with that being said, I would probably say that this is our best loss of the yeah. many losses that we've had this season. I think the difference between this one and all, hey, how many 29 other losses we have this year, Jude, is it felt like they actually beat us less than we beat ourselves which has been the recipe for the Spurs all year long is just our youthful ignorance and silly mistakes, just piling up and up and up where we ultimately put ourselves out of the game. This one felt competitive for all four quarters and both teams were executing their game plan. Charles Barkley said it felt like a scrimmage to him. I disagree. I felt like both teams were playing very solid basketball on both sides, physical defense. uh, The refs were letting them play. Um, and really quality offense where the ball was popping, ball speed, you know, player movement. Um, and, and what it came down to at the end is, like you said, our, our least capable shooters had good good looks. They just couldn't convert them um, down the stretch. And, and Giannis, you know, he's probably their least capable shooter as well. And we made him shoot two open threes, and he just he knocked them down. And I think his two threes is really what pushed them over the top momentum-wise. Um, and, and give them credit. That's that's what they do. They're a championship level team with an MVP caliber player. Yeah, those were those were really tough because it's kind of like both game plans. You know, as much as Giannis is a completely different player than a Trey Jones or a Sh- or a Sohan yeah. on the scouting report, it's like that's who you want to give it to. And yeah. and you know he's a former MVP. And in the the when it mattered most, he made those shots. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, that was, that was huge. That was the difference tonight, uh, late in the quarter. Um, let's jump into the game flow, Ethan. So 
obviously we got the stats right here that you can see. We'll, we'll before we jump into the game flow, we'll do a little bit of the overview of the box score here. Um, so Victor on just 26 minutes, still on that uh, minutes restriction, which I believe is supposed to be lifted soon. Um, because you think about it, Ethan, if he could have played even 31 minutes, just five mm-hmm. more minutes, think mm-hmm. about the impact uh, that he could have made. Um, but 27, nine, um, you know, five blocks. You know, Ethan, now that we're sitting here on January 4th, 2024, not to go too our all over the place, but do you remember at the beginning of the season when we were kind of making predictions? And I may have already mentioned this, forgive me if I have, um, but how I was like, man, I, you know, I don't know, this might be a little bit too much, but I feel like Wemby can average two to three blocks. <laughs> and I felt like I was being, you know, just because we haven't, you know, seen that type of stuff, you know, saying those numbers, when you look at, you know, just historically in the NBA, that's like really, really good. Even with his wingspan, you know, I wasn't sure if I was being too over the top or too overhyped. Um, but definitely we can say here in January of 2024 um, that that was not even just, it's not even about me being right. It's more about his wingspan being that impactful. You know what I mean? Um, and and so we saw that again tonight on, on just 26 26 minutes um and then of course Devin Vassell with 34 um almost close to this has got to be probably the second highest scoring game of his career I believe because the 36 went yeah and he had a steal had six boards and four assists as well um six for nine from three 14 for 21 overall super efficient um Trey Jones in the starting lineup man you know I know that I've said a lot of stuff about how I don't feel like that's gonna fix everything Um, but you know, one thing, it's just one game, so I don't want to, you know, freak out over it. But the one thing I will say that I felt like I took away and realized watching this game, or honestly was more reminded of Ethan was when Trey's not playing with the bench, that also makes like, that helps his game out a lot. When he's got more talent surrounding him, that Mm. helps him play his game more, if that makes sense. Um, 18 points, you know, he had three turnovers, but two of those were in the first quarter. And after those, he, he cleaned up, only had one for the rest of the game, which was huge when it comes to the flow of the game. Um, six assists and, and seven for 13 overall, obviously over two from three. We'll, we'll get into, we talked about that a little bit earlier. We'll get into that later. Um, but really, I, I honestly, you know, you tell me, I feel like this was Trey's best game of the season. Man, I have to do a fine tooth comb search through okay. the rest of his games, to be honest with you. But it definitely, in recent memory, feels like his his best game of the year. And I think where most people thought his impact would be most felt in the starting lineup would be suddenly unlocking Victor. And I know Victor had twenty seven and nine. I don't I don't remember them connecting all that often on like pick and roll plays or anything like that. But where Trey Jones is most felt, in my opinion is his ability to push the tempo and play in transition. Yes. Um, our mm-hmm. pace was on another level tonight. It felt completely different. And that's just what's going to happen when you put insert a, a natural point guard into the starting lineup like Trey Jones. He plays intelligently. He knows what our strengths are, and he plays to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely, I noticed the pace. Um, and, and just talk, touching on, like, you know, the Trey Jones-Wemby connection thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, I, I honestly, I saw more of that like from Devin, but that mm-hmm. was that was the setup of the offense. Like it was yeah. initiated with the dribble handoff from Trey to Devin. So still got to give Trey, you know, credit there. There were some times late in the game where I saw him calling sets as well. Um, 
you know, Trey has his limitations. You know what I mean? And I was really nervous at the beginning of the game when like the first possess, his first pass he made went straight into a Bucks defender and it was Mm -hmm. a turnover. And then he airmailed Sohan on a, on a, um, on a fast break. But after that, you know, you didn't, you didn't see that anymore. And, and that's kind of, that, that was another thing. Like when it comes to the turnovers, like I was thinking about it. It's like sometimes he's just in some tough situations, yeah. you know, on, on the bench. And so as much as I've, you know, been critical of, of moving him into the starting lineup and, and saying like, what's that going to do to the bench? Um, I think the one thing that, like I said earlier, the thing that I really noticed tonight and I wasn't thinking about, it, and it's kind of obvious I should have been thinking about that, was just, you know, the talent around him also makes an impact too. Um, but the other thing that I think was key tonight, as I know, if you look at the box score, you're not going to think that much about Blake Wesley. And I know he only played 15 minutes. And I don't think, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not about to come out here and say that he was like, you know, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But Blake is much more stable and refined, not trying to do too much. Um, no turnovers tonight. That that surprises me. I thought he, had, he did have one. Um, there was... There was a play where he like missed a dribble. Uh, I I really thought it was a steal. Like I could go back and you know I'll have to go back to bucketlist.fans, Ethan that I talk about a lot and and really and and go find that play. You know every shot that we took or every possession that we had um, because I there there was one. I'm pretty sure he had one turnover despite it not being in the box score um, it, midway through the game. Mm. But the point is, regardless, even with that being said, he it's not just like, you know, it's going to be an instant turnover every single time he touches the ball, which is, you know, what we were kind of seeing before he went in and had, you know, really developed in the beginning uh, of this season in Austin. And I also think that, and we saw this in a couple uh, the past game, and I can't remember who, the Grizzlies, that's who he played. Um, Him and Don Barlow's connection off the bench when they play together. I, I feel like Blake plays better when Dom's on the floor because of their reps that they have in Austin together. Um, and we'll get into Barlow later, but wanted to go through the box score there. Yeah. Jeremy, three for 11, one for five, you know, tough shooting night, but did have eight rebounds, five assists, two steals and one block. Um, I'm not really, honestly, I didn't even realize that it was that tough of a night for him shooting, washing it. Um, and that's probably just because I'm not really looking for that as much from him uh, now that he's playing the four. Um, but still, that's something, you know, if there's a couple more shots there, that can be the difference tonight. And and the same for Keldon. As much as Keldon really did make some plays early in the fourth quarter that were huge for us, had, you know, two up and under layups. Well, the first one was a layup and the second was a Kobe-like dunk um, and did have 10 boards tonight as well. But five for 17 overall, two for eight from three. Um, with some forced shots in there. Um, mm. Those were those were the two inefficient nights tonight. I guess you could say Champagny, but he only took four shots anyway. So yeah. that's a little bit different. Um, and then Shetty did his normal Shetty thing. He, that tough and one that yep. he had, I believe it was in the second quarter. What a play. Three steals tonight. Sohan had two steals tonight as well. I missed that. Everybody in the starting lineup did. Um, five assists for Shetty, as well as 13 points, three for six from three, four for seven overall, uh, plus 10 in, in the plus minus highest on the team. Um, just, just Shetty things, Ethan. And I could, I could go into Barlow, but I feel like, you know, that that's gotta be like an end of episode thing as it usually is. So I can just ramble on as much as I want about it, but we've still got to get into the game flow, Ethan. 
Agreed. The, the only one thing I want to say real quick about Blake Go West ahead. is, like you said, ignore the box score. He felt way more under control, had a lot of hockey assists. I wish I would have counted how many exactly he had, but he made the right play pretty much 99% of the time, which is very rare. I know it's only one game, but if he's able to replicate this level of play from game to game moving forward, I think – you might need to consider leaving Trey in the starting lineup and elevating his minutes in that bench unit, especially if Chetty's going to continue to play like that. He was also a stabilizer, had five assists off the bench. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned the hockey assists for Blake. Talk about the screen assists for Barlow. And he had four assists passing the ball as well. If you if you add in the, the screen assist, he had like close to nine or ten, you know, overall if you want to count screen assists as assists. But, I mean, seriously, there were three straight, straight possessions, and I know we're going to get into the game flow, but I do have to talk about this. There were three, three straight possessions early in the game. Um, I can't remember if it was the second or third quarter. I know I just said early in the game, so it's the wrong verbiage. I believe it was in the middle quarters, obviously before he got hurt, um, mm-hmm. where there it was a Devin and Dominic Barlow pick and roll and it was just it was six straight points. I can't remember if it was a 6-0 run. I don't think it was. I think we did give up some buckets, but he was just giving Devin space every time. And it was just leading yeah. to those those easy mid-range jumpers um where Devin's off the dribble and and doing his signature thing. Yep, and that was able to give him momentum and then his three ball started to fall as well. So it all it all snowballed. But just to address one comment or Multiple comments. People have been asking the same question. Don Barlow is not has a he does not have a concussion. Yes, He's listed as probable to return in this game. He just didn't because we were trying to win it and we wanted to keep Wemby in there. So I'm likely to be back next game. I would say. Yeah, they even came on the broadcast and said he's probable to return. So he probably could have came back in the game if they really wanted to. But like you said, in that scenario, also the fact that he might have been a little bit semi-concussed, um, <laughs> probably, you know, not the best situation to, to throw him back in there. But, you know, what's really tough, Ethan, oh, man, is that they had I, I believe they had like three buckets inside as soon as he came out yep. on Mamu, Mamu and we lose by four, bro. If he doesn't get hurt with the way, I mean, I wouldn't be saying this if he didn't stuff Giannis at the rim early in the game, but he yeah. did. <laughs> and so I was just like, I mean, he his interior defense was really solid tonight, also against Brooke Lopez. I mean, there were a couple baskets that got got on him, but I mean, that's going to happen to a two-way player. Overall, I mean, this was his best career game. I know on the, the the stat sheet, it's nothing crazy. It might not be career highs, but I think you would agree with that as well, even despite the injury. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So it's tough there because maybe if he could have got a couple stops there, that could have been the difference. But there's a lot of different things in this close game. Um, but that's just another thing that makes the injury tough. But let's get into the game flow finally, Ethan. Yes. So Milwaukee jumps out to a 38 to 31 lead. You know, I mentioned those two Trey Jones turnovers early in the game. That was mm-hmm. when it was 22 to nine. Um, and after that, we just made a, we made a decision and we went on a run ourselves, a 9-0 run to make it 22 to 18 um, and, and get ourselves back in the game. Obviously still lost the quarter, gave up, you know, w- way too many points for our standards. Um, but the way that we finished the quarter after that 22 to 9 start against the team with the second best record in the entire league um, is a really good response for our standards. Yeah, I mean, really nothing to add. 
Um, Keldon Johnson struggled when he came into the game. Mm-hmm. You would have thought maybe he would have had a more immediate impact, but really the first half was a struggle for him in general. Didn't get going into that sec- until that second half, but um, glad to see that we were actually able to rally and not back down, especially from a team that has so much firepower. I know I said I'm going to keep it till the end, Ethan, but this also ties into this point. A big reason for the, the, the way that we were able to respond later in that quarter is because when we took Wemby out, we mm-hmm. Barlow came in and and did his thing. You know, it wasn't wasn't anything crazy, but I'm I don't this is I'm seeing some comments, people saying like Barlow's better than Zach. And you know, I don't it's one game. I've been the biggest bar, you know, like I would love to say that. I'd be the first person to come out and just like that's what I'd want to say. Um, but I do get where they're coming from. I'm not gonna lie from what I saw tonight. Now need to see a lot more he's a two-way guy we just signed zach to that extension um but there were some things defensively rotations wise uh the way the switches the way that he moves um but just more importantly you saw the the defensive intensity continue um after that after we took out Wemby in the second half of the quarter and we've seen in the past where we've gotten bullied inside in the second unit and that's been a struggle for us. So that was that was huge in, in keeping um, the game close in the first quarter, in the second half of the first quarter. I, yes. It's one game. I'll keep one in right, right. It's one game. And Zach, mm-hmm. Zach had some great games. As much as as bad as he has been this season, he's had some great games even still and been extremely important as a hub, as a facilitator, and so many different capabilities. Dom is just a better athlete. And has way more upside. Yep, Roger Ball puts it very well. He has way more upside than Zach. He's a better athlete. If that mid-range jump shot is consistent, I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to make an argument for Zach Collins, especially if Blake if Blake Wesley is going to elevate his game in the way that he did tonight. And you know, Keldon Johnson's made strides as a playmaker. Now he's coming off the bench. It's tough to make an argument, especially if you can package a trade with Zach. He's got a very very nice contract, even with that extension. Another team could use him. I don't know, man. It, it, it's a tough decision. I do love Dominic Barlow. Every time he plays, he's like my – he's your Drew Eubanks. He yeah, is. And it, he plays with so much intensity. He wants to make a difference, and usually he does, but it's been in limited time and, and just spontaneous games. So do you know how long Zach is going to be out? Because it would be nice to get like a January 15th. He's going to be out. I, I saw that. He's out for two weeks. I, it's on ESPN. Yeah. January that's, 15th is his scheduled comeback date as of right now. That's good then. I need Dominic Barlow to show out for these next two weeks. If he can do that, if he can keep this consistent level of play, then I'll I'll jump on that train with everybody else in the comments. Yeah. Even even old Jude, who made a 20-minute breakdown of him last year, isn't isn't there just yet. But I will say I see where y'all are coming from. That That's what I'll say. But moving on to the second quarter, Ethan, we did win this one by two, cut it to a five-point game, 28 to 26. Um, really kind of the, the – I don't want to keep talking about Barlow, but this is the quarter where he stuffed Giannis at the rim, got another block after that. Um and, and then, of course, Wemby did his thing as well the entire night. And, and that's, dude, like when you think about it, 
Like those are the, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to compare them. Let me stop. Let me stop. There's not a talent comparison. I love you. I love you, Dom. If you ever listen to this, there's not a talent comparison between Victor and Dom. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is them at the center position, setting the tone on the interior and also their, both of their fluidity and movement really helped the intensity of our rotations and, and just the way that we moved in our switches. Yeah. You're not wrong. And running in transition, both of them. Because he's a superior athlete. Uh, Yeah, dude, you're making great points. Our our rotations were so much better (laughs) with that unit on the floor. Uh, We were finally clicking. It felt like, and we weren't having these long periods of monotony, I guess, or long periods of just, throwing our defense out the window um i didn't take quarter by quarter note so i don't know i don't have exact descriptions of what happened but i can just give you big picture and we were playing with intensity like you said and it it showed on the defensive side we were able to get out and transition and you know our guys were hitting shots yeah yeah and that's that's the big thing ethan is because we're gonna have to go pace for pace with these guys anyway the other huge thing i believe middleton was still in the game for the entirety of the first half yeah. And so that was the other thing we had to match them shot for shot there. And you see in the third quarter, Ethan, this is the giant difference. This is the giant difference. As much as it's only a five point quarter win for the Spurs. And a lot of that did, like I just said, so uh, Chris Middleton going out definitely helped with that. Um, but at the same time, with the way that the third quarter started, it looked just like it did the entire season. And, and Pop called a quick timeout. And it was like, here we go again. And then we came out. And we responded, you know, kind of like similar in the first quarter when we went down 22 to nine, we made a decision to respond. We made a decision to respond and and had our best third quarter of the season. And I think, you know, you were talking about big picture stuff because you didn't take, you know, specific notes and, and neither did I. And, and that's the biggest thing. There's there, there's one thing that I noticed that, you know, we can talk about lineup changes. I could talk about my boy, Dom Beasy. We can talk about Wemby. We can talk about Devin Vassell going for 34, you know, um, but I really think the difference tonight was intensity. I mm-hmm. mean, we were our intensity throughout the game in every single little thing that we did. You, you heard the audio tracks on TNT early in the game after that first timeout where pops like respect the game. Don't don't, you know, put your hands off of these guys. Go in there and put your hands in passing lanes. Go get a steal. You know, I'm one from Jeremy is mm-hmm. popping out in my head where he just went and and go got and went and got one kind of near the elbow. I forget who mm-hmm. it was on. But there were other guys who did that. That's why everybody in the starting lineup had a steal. And then you had three from Shetty. You had one from Barlow as well. Um mm-hmm. Barlow's was great too. It was in a post up uh, with Brooke Lopez trying to body him. Yep, and he pickpocketed, pickpocketed him when he tried to go past him, and that led to a fast, fast break bucket as well. Um, and so, man, it it just I, – I know I was talking about steals. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought here. I was just – the intensity, the intensity on defense, but also uh, the intensity on offense as well, the way that we were cutting, um, the way that we were, you know, uh, running off screens, um, the the ball speed, you know. Um, it was just, it was just on a different, and, and I know it was still a loss, but it was the reason we were able to compete with the bucks tonight is, mm-hmm. is because of our intensity. Um, I, you know, Middleton being out has a lot to do with it. And I would still say that this wasn't the bucks best game, but Giannis still had 44, 14 and seven Dame had 25 and 10 
both on efficient shooting, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and only 15 minutes from Chris Middleton. That it that is kind of the big asterisk, if you will. Um, but but still, like you said, an intense you know an intense game from both sides. Not the Bucks. While it isn't the Bucks' best game, it's not their worst game either. Um, yeah. And and so that's why it was you know it, it was such a positive to see these things despite the loss. Um, but specifically going back to the third quarter, I'll dish it to you. Um, just what are your thoughts on on us winning the third quarter against the Bucks? <laughs> yeah, I mean this is where Devin Vassell really caught fire, like hardcore was in this quarter and he was like you said i mean he started doing it in the second quarter as well but finding his spots in the mid-range getting tough buckets too i felt like once he finally got a couple of easy ones to fall the tough ones were falling too i'm pretty sure he caught one in the corner and he was oh i know what you're talking about yeah like they swarmed him he was not open it was really a bad shot but he still pulled up right in campaign's face and just drained a corner and it really should have been like the Kawhi rule foul i didn't even think of that in the moment because i was just so happy with him making the shot i was like devin's on fire you know i had the threes up in my hands and everything you know what i mean um but but yeah exactly could have been an and one could have been an and one but he he really is the the catalyst that propelled our team into winning this quarter. Um, also helped by Victor Wimbanyama, who went crazy. Was it in this quarter that he had the alley-oop to himself slam? I believe that- so. I believe so. Yeah. It was, and it was also this quarter where he had the behind-the-back transition two-hand slam over Brooke Lopez, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think. He, he stole the yes, ball. Yes, 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 yes. He stole it accidentally, I might add. He didn't even realize he stole it. Um <laughs> So, you know, those two players, that's our Shaq and Kobe. And this third quarter was their coming out party, it felt like. I mean, I'm not saying that we're all of a sudden going to start winning games. Uh, but we've put the the world, or they've put the world on notice of what they're On TNT. On national TV, exactly. So, um, from them, love to see it. Hope we can keep it consistent. Um, and and it, it really did kind of push into the fourth quarter, had it not been for Victor's um, minutes restriction. Um, I feel like we really could have kept that momentum going for a little bit longer. Yeah, but, you know, huge, giant. We'll jump into the fourth quarter here, Ethan, where we did lose 32-28. to 28. Um, And, I mean, think about it. That's a four-point loss. Those those two threes from from Giannis just loom large when you think about that because that's, that's a 6-0 run right there, you know. I mean... Mm-hmm. Not there's a lot of things that you could point of being the difference in in a game this close, but that's that's a, just something that really stands out. And obviously the the missed threes uh, wide open, two from Jeremy and and then from Trey in the corner. And I was trying to find this uh, before I came on. And let me preface this by saying I think this you know I mentioned this earlier that I thought this might have been one of it maybe might be Trey's best game of the season. So mm-hmm. when I say this, I'm not trying to. You know, I don't want this to take away from the great game that he had. Um, But he has hit three corner threes the entire season. And he is 14 for 62 coming into this game. So let's see. He was 0 for 2. So that makes him 14 for 64 on the season from three. Um, Even Sohan, as much as he missed those wide open those two wide open threes that are very tough and and you need to in that in those situations I feel like if you're going to take those like early in the shot clock you you got to make them and I understand you know when you have that open of a look 
and it has gotten, you know, his shooting has gotten a little bit better this season. Um, I, I understand like why you want to take the shot, but there's just a lot of better options. And when you have an early shot clock, I, I would have liked to see a little bit of a pass off just in, in that situation. I, I don't trust him yet, but what I was going to say before I got there was he he's 30 for 80 on the season from threes or from three. So that, I mean, that's twice as many more as Trey, um, you know, obviously a little bit more shots taken as well. Um, but still, so those are really tough. Um, just, just in general, late, late in the game. I wasn't too mad about the threes that any of the guys took. I mean, they're open. That's like we said, the bucks executing their game plan. If they don't take them, maybe we don't even get a shot off with the shot clock. Cause their defense was, you know, is at that level, but um, the only shot I was slightly upset with was it was like pretty early in the shot clock and he, he was open, but Jeremy took like a 15 foot mid range jumper. That one too. Yep. That was the only one that I was like, ah, like, yes, you're open. If you hit it, I'm not upset, but I'd rather you dribble it back out to be completely honest with you and reset the offense. Um, but that's just, you know, it's a, it's, it's hard to be upset with it. Cause like I said, if he hits it, we're having a different right we're we're talking about how he hit the clutch three and how his yeah. shootings improved if he's made both of those you're you're 100 right i think what i would say like the last possession the reason i brought up the corner threes point is because it just sucks that like i there's some statistic out there i was trying to pull it up before we got on but i couldn't find it and i didn't want to make y'all wait 30 minutes you know past when we had the live scheduled um mm-hmm. but I, I believe that trey jones is statistically the worst corner three-point shooter in the league um and also just like from the amounts that have been made and we did everything in our power on that last possession to try to get it to Devin or Wemby so Mm -hmm. I understand like especially with with the the clock winding down we got to take that shot it's just unfortunate that that was the shot that they made us take but credit to the Bucks defense you know they they knew the scouting report and they're like, hey, if we're gonna, if they're gonna tie the game against us, we're gonna make them shoot a corner three with the worst corner shooter in the league. Um, mm-hmm. But the the bigger reason I bring that up is kind of to, to to go back to the other two Sohan threes. And I do get what you're saying, but I would like, I, I felt like there was enough time in the shot clock in those, and mm-hmm. and in really the, uh, you know, maybe the first one, whatever. But after you miss the other one, and I understand you want to still have confidence, and you don't want to tell a guy not to shoot, but like with the way that the game went, like we're looking here at the box score and you see Devin Vassell and Victor Wembanyama. There are Shaq and Kobe, like you said. I felt like those possessions, you've got to emphasize getting those guys the ball. And I'd almost rather Devin have to go off the dribble and take a step back jumper than mm-hmm. than Sohan shooting a wide open shot. You know what I or Or Wemby, for that matter, either of them. And I believe that they... I would have just rather put it in their hands. Um, but... That's very nitpicky in this game, Ethan, like you were saying. I still get get what you're saying 100%. And like you said, if he makes them, then we're sitting here praising him, you know, and saying, oh, well, despite him having, you know, not the best shooting game through, you know, throughout the game, he made the clutch shots when they mattered. You know what I mean? So I, I totally get your point. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I see where you're coming from, too. I mean, I'd rather Devin take a step back three as well, but... At the same time, Jeremy has hit some wide open threes this year. I don't know. It, it's a back and forth argument. There's really no right answer. But yeah, that's why I brought up like the numbers between him and yeah. Trey. But regardless, it it is what it is. Unfortunately, credit to the Bucks. Credit to the but no, for real because they yeah. they knew the scouting report and made those guys 
try to beat them. And unfortunately for us on the other end, you know, it worked out for them with, with Giannis hitting those two shots. Yeah. And just to address some comments here, Robert Ball. <laughs> There's so much going on in y'all, but we appreciate y'all being yeah, in here. Everyone in here being here, but I, I agree with Robert and Matt. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm kind of reading it as, as it's come up. Uh, let's keep it pleasant. Let's keep it pleasant. There's no need to go bicker. Just, you know, we're all Spurs fans. It's all good. It's all good at the end of the day. We're all emotional. It was Wemby's birthday. All right. You know, yeah. we just yeah, wanted yeah. to win. Everybody's a little freaked out right now. You know, anyways. Yeah. But did y'all see, did y'all, the, on a positive note, the crowd singing happy birthday to Wemby before the game, the team singing happy birthday to Wemby, Ethan. I yeah. guess, but but I guess the team, everybody, you know, the players hate him. They're selfish. You know, they don't like Wemby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently they hate him. Uh, and you know what? One last note about the game, based on what you were just said. Tonight, felt there was there is no, we didn't get Wembenyama the ball tonight. Everybody yeah. gave him the ball tonight. And it started from tip. So shout out to the teammates. They've heard SSPN and the fans on Twitter. <laughs> they are actively looking to pass him the ball. For sure. For sure. Um, and I think that's why, like, even at the beginning of this this live, we said this feels like the best loss of the season, despite all of the losses. You know, um, this was a good way to start 2024, Ethan. Agreed. I think so, too. All right. Here's the long-awaited segment. I've already talked about it a little bit. We've, we've we talked about it in, you know, in spurts. But I think I'm actually I'm going to dish it to you, Ethan. Okay. What are some of the things that have translated from the G League for Dom Barlow in what we saw tonight? Right off the bat, intensity, um, physical play, fighting for rebounds, fighting for extra possessions, running in transition. That doesn't mean he's always going to finish, but just be running a lane correctly and being a body in the correct place. Uh, that translated. Um, going for every block, that translated. And lastly, I would say his little papa shot. It's like kind of a mid-range jumper, kind of a papa shot. I mean, he, he took three of them. He hit all three. So those things are transitioning. Hopefully they will continue. The pick and roll for me, man. Yeah, whether it was whether it was Devin, whoever it was, the screens that he was setting, he kind of got screwed a little bit in, in the in the Memphis game, you know, because they're in Memphis and they called two straight screen, uh, you know, moving screens, even though they looked exactly the same as they had earlier in the game. But guess who? Guess who they were on, Ethan? Take a wild guess who they were against. Who? I want you to guess. I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. On, oh, no, you're good. On Memphis. On Memphis, they called uh, two straight moving screens on Dominic Barlow after the screens, and the screens didn't look significantly different whatsoever, but mm -hmm. they were on the same. It was He was setting a screen on the same player. Guess who Jaw. it was? Yeah, exactly. And they kind of went back and forth a little bit. Ja was trying to talk, and Dom went at him, and I was like, yes. <laughs> That's how I felt. That's how I felt with Dom when it jaw. I was like, whatever, bro. Dom's the league. All that, you he know, is. all that, all that ice, that whole ice thing that they had with Nike. I think it like the all-star game. I don't know if you yeah. know what I'm talking about, but they set up like a whole ice like store for, for jaw shoes. That's Dom's store. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
anyways, no, but, but in all reality, I, I saw in it a little bit of a difference in his screens tonight after those two calls. Cause he kind of got, I believe that got him like four fouls and it was late in the game. So that kind of took him out in the Memphis game. Um, and tonight, like I mentioned with the Devin Vassell screens, but even other things as well, you know, it wasn't just Devin, um, the movement, man, it's, it's, that's why I mentioned the point with Wemby when, and, and this was the thing that even I was concerned about, you know, I was advocating for kind of that twin towers lineup coming into the year, but I'm seeing some parallels with Dom off the bench too. When you have that fluidity and movement with your five and someone who actually can compete, you know, and go get those boards and, you know, Dom and Wemby aren't necessarily the, the biggest guys when it comes to muscle, you know what I mean? Um, but they know how to fight. They know how to put themselves in, in good positions. And, you know, really the main thing is defensively, but but even offensively. Um, obviously, Wemby is a completely different animal than Dom. But this reminds me, you know, Ethan, at halftime, I was going back and watching some of the videos we made on Dom in the past. And you just mentioned it again, Ethan, his run lanes in transition. He knows where to position himself, which can for allow for other things on the offense to happen he just places himself in a spot that you know allows for for good spacing or or whatever you want to call it um but anyways uh, we we already talked on on dom a little bit earlier so i i think even i have exhausted all the words for dom barlow ethan sorry i didn't mean to look weird no you're good i just there's another ethan in the comments that said something and then matt responded to him ethan dude check your role and i was like what i thought he's talking to me so I was like concerned. I was like, what "Oh was yeah, what I was that? too. I was too." But now I see it. I understand. Yeah, but you know, I'll end this here. Mm. Marco Bengazin, baby KG dominator. Yes, yes, he is. And a uh, shout out to our man Robert Ball as well. He says, "Please hit the like button for Ethan and Jude. We you appreciate should. you guys so much. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us tonight. I know that this was a tough loss." Um, but I think a lot of people enjoyed this game. And I think yeah. the other thing that was really nice, Ethan, is this is the first game since the Mavericks game that we've had on national TV where we haven't got completely embarrassed. How nice is that? <laughs> it's very nice, Ethan. Uh, but seriously, if you guys enjoyed the content, don't forget to hit that like and that subscribe button below. Be sure to come hang out with us this Sunday. We got a 2.30 matinee game against the Cavs and then the big one, Ethan. Next Wednesday against the Pistons, we're going to be live as well at 8.30 after a 6 o'clock tip. So another little earlier one, which is going to be nice. We have like three earlier games in a row. Uh, and then we randomly play the Hornets in San Antonio at 9 on Friday. So I don't think we're going to do that one. Um, <laughs> bro, it's so weird. We're playing it in San Antonio at 9, and we're playing an East Coast team. But it's a, it's a doubleheader. That's why it's at 9. But still, it, it's so funny. For It's even worse for the Hornets fans because yeah. it starts at like 11 for them. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is so in college football. I, I, I know I'm going a little bit off topic here, but in college football, there's this account called College Football Sickos. And it's like for all the people like myself who like watching like Bowling Green versus Miami of Ohio on a Tuesday night. Um, and that's essentially what 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 the Hornets and the Spurs on ESPN at nine o'clock is going to be. It's going to be the NBA sickos. LaMelo versus Wemby, though, baby. Bowling Green did not know they were going to get a shout out tonight. <laughs>
Hey, shout out Dumont. That's where Dom's from. Hey, you know what? Shout out the Bobcats, the Texas State Bobcats. Hey, First got bowl. A, got a bowl win. Yeah. Coincidence? Um, Bobcats get first bowl win in Wemby's first season? I don't think so. I, think I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. We'll get off here with our banner. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Hopefully we can have more 40-minute post games in the future just because that probably means it was a better game, Ethan. Hopefully. I agree, Jude. I like seeing your face, too. You, too. You, too. But you know what I like seeing even more? Yes. Here, let me go away so we can witness it all. Are we leaving? Did you hear any of that? No. <laughs> I turned myself off and I was talking. Well, I said it's like Anakin and Yoda. Or not Anakin. What am I talking about? It's like Luke and Yoda. <laughs> I mean, you could say Anakin and Yoda, but it just be like, Okay, but but Dom's not going to be Darth Vader. He's going to save us. True. true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, he's he's going to be like assistant to Wemby. Wemby's the real savior. Wemby is... You know what? Next episode, I'll have a I'll have a good comp for everybody Star Wars wise. Dominic Barlow, Victor Wembanyama, front court of the future. You heard it here first. If you if you need an update on Dom Barlow, go check out our my twenty minute breakdown from yeah. last year. Look up Dom Barlow SSPN. You'll see two clips. It'll refresh you on all the stuff. And it was eerily similar to some of the stuff that you just said. And it was funny because I even said in that Ethan rewatching it, I was like. I know this may sound crazy, but I feel like he can be a rotation player, maybe. And here we are. So we shall see. It's just one game. But I'm going to revel in it while I can, Ethan. I would, too. We'll see y'all. Go Spurs, go.